on Radio Italia Uno, it's time for Talking Real Estate. Talking Real Estate with Ron and Karen Fiedler. An hour where we look at the real estate market in Adelaide and around the country. We talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest in the property market. Talking Real Estate, Adelaide's only independent real estate show. Right now on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Talking Real Estate on Radio Italia Uno. Thank you once again for tuning in. I'm Ron Fiedler, your host, and joining me in our Adelaide studio, as always, is our co-producer of Talking Real Estate, Karen Fiedler. Hi Karen and welcome to this week's show. Hi Ron. We have a great lineup for you today and I can't wait to bring you my open home of the week, which is from Mawson Lakes. Looking forward to that one, Karen. Well, now it's time to find out what's on today's show. On Talking Real Estate with Ron and Karen Fiedler today. We bring you your real estate news where we will find out why property owners face double tax slug and bring you last week's auction results and numbers. In the Italian Property Report, Idealista is reporting about how to cut down household expenses in your property in Italy, and the Italian Property of the Week is an impressive farmhouse in Tuscany. In our weekly interview, we find out about moving a loved one into aged care and what happens to their home when we speak with David Halling from Adelaide Property People. And I will bring you my open home of the week where we look at the suburb of Mawson Lakes. And don't forget... If you wish to contact us during the show, you can on WhatsApp and the number is 0412-433-411. Now it's time to bring you Adelaide's own independent real estate radio show, Talking Real Estate. All information provided on Talking Real Estate has been obtained from sources we believe to be accurate and correct at time of broadcasting. However, we cannot guarantee the information accuracy and we accept no liability for any errors or omissions. Interested parties should make their own inquiries and obtain their own legal advice. In your weekly news this week, the advertiser's Gabrielle Perniculus is reporting thousands of SA land tax bills yet to be issued for the 2020 to 2021 financial year. Thousands of property owners could be hit with two land tax bills in just months as the Treasurer confirms major complications delay 13,500 assessments. Thousands of land tax bills for this financial year are still yet to be issued, stoking fears property owners will be slapped with multiple bills in quick successions. The 13,500 land tax bills for the 2021 financial year, the first to include controversial aggregation charges, were still to be sent out late last year. However, Treasurer Rob Lucas revealed systems complexities have delayed the assessments and if 2021-22 lax bills arrive on time from October, property owners will be hit with two charges in just a matter of months. It has prompted State Taxation Commissioner Julie Holmes to offer sensible payment arrangements for those affected. For those who might have an issue and get two bills, then the Commissioner has indicated her willingness to enter into deferred payment arrangements, Mr Lucas said. 
Some of the bills that haven't been issued won't be issued because they will be under the threshold. So that's where we're still trying to establish. Mr Lucas said rebates were available to help property owners transition to the government's new land tax system. Anyone in the first year who ends up with an increased bill as a result of our reforms between $2,500 and $102,500 will get 100% of it rebated this year, he said. Yesterday, Mr Lucas also announced a 12-month extension for trustees to nominate a beneficiary, alleviating some concerns held by the property industry. I am advised that Revenue SA has received a number of inquiries from taxpayers relating to the delay in receiving their assessments. Noting the importance of receiving this information to assist in deciding whether or not to nominate a beneficiary before the deadline, he said. SA Property Council Chief Executive Daniel Gannon said there was clearly a level of frustration among landlords over the delay but welcomed the extension given to trustees. Only a small number of trustees are among the 13,500 delayed bills. Controversial reforms that passed Parliament in late 2019 mean people who own multiple properties must pay an aggregated rate of land tax on all their holdings, boosting many to the top rate of tax. Previously, landlords could own numerous properties in separate legal entities and potentially pay land tax at the lower rate. The move was partially offset by slashing the top rate of tax from 3.7% to 2.4%. The opposition Treasury spokesman blasted the state government for the latest bungle. It's clear the government hasn't thought through the impact of these land tax bills. Many owners have tenants that have lost their jobs or had businesses suffer as a result of COVID-19 and now they are facing huge bills for land tax, he said. These delayed bills are the latest in a series of land tax bungles. The advertiser's Giuseppe Cirillo reports about hundreds of homes go west. Up to 250 homes will be built on a former industrial site at Kibben Park, described as the largest remaining vacant site in Adelaide's western suburbs. Fairland, the development arm of Fairmont Group, has paid $41.5 million for the former coal storage and distribution centre on the corner of Finden and Velitar Roads and is planning a new high-rise master plan community. The 11-hectare site was previously the home of the wholesale food distributor Metcash before its relocation to a new $80 million distribution centre in Jepps Cross last year. Fairland General Manager Scott Cyril said the land was the largest remaining in-field site in the western suburbs and the developer would work with a range of builders to create a new neighbourhood. Investigations into rezoning the land have started, with sales for the project expected to begin by the middle of next year. Contamination is not expected to be a major issue given the site's history as a market garden before its development into logistics and warehouse hub. We see the development here being one of that that is mixed of housing types, from small lots through to more traditional single and two-storey housings, Mr Cyril said. There will be opportunities for townhouse development, two-storey, three-storey, but we don't think the site is ultimately needed to contain apartments or other stalls of high-density development. 
We are also integrating the land back towards the River Torrance. It has been segregated from there for 50 years. Mr Serrell said the Federal Government's Home Builder Scheme has been extremely positive, with many in the industry pleasantly surprised by the uptake. The LA market has well and truly shifted in the past two years, he said. We're seeing increased demand for housing, not just from first home buyers, but also from people choosing to stay in Adelaide or return due to COVID-19, plus lots of interest from interstate buyers. South Australia has taken up more home builder grants than any other state on a per capita basis. Housing Industry Association SA Executive Director Stephen King said the scheme had been driven new home approvals to record levels. Close to 3,400 detached houses were approved in the three months to March, according to ABS figures, up almost 80% from this same time last year. And that is your real estate news for this week. Now on Talking Real Estate, it's the weekly snapshot. It's time to get last week's auction numbers and real estate sales from right here in Adelaide and around the country. In your weekly snapshot this week, CoreLogic is reporting for the 10th of May 2021. Auction volumes increase week on week with 3,033 homes taken to auction across the combined capital cities last week, the second busiest week for auctions this year. The higher volume saw the preliminary clearance rate come in lower with 78.6% of the 2,584 results collected so far recording a sale compared to the previous week where 2,902 homes were taken to auction and a preliminary clearance rate of 80.4% was recorded, revised down to final clearance rate of 77.7%. One year ago, 480 auctions were held across the combined capitals, with just 59.9% of reported auctions recording a successful result, although noting ongoing COVID-19 restrictions impacted on auction activity over this period. Across the smaller capital cities, Canberra recorded a preliminary auction clearance rate of 85.4%, followed by Adelaide, Brisbane and Perth. In our home state of South Australia, our clearance rate was 77% this week, with a total of 136 auctions, with 136 being reported. Adelaide had 25 properties sold prior to auction, 70 properties sold at auction, 10 properties sold after auction, with 27 properties passed in and 4 withdrawn from auction. So we had 105 properties cleared by the auction process and 31 uncleared auctions. And the number of non-auction private treaty sales this week was 450 properties. The other Australian states reported clearance rates as follows. Brisbane had a clearance rate of 72%, Canberra 85.5% clearance rate, Melbourne's clearance rate was 76.5%, Perth 47.8% clearance, Sydney had a clearance rate of 82.6% and Tasmania had the two auctions with both being sold at auction. 
and the top selling properties in Adelaide this week. The top house that sold this week was a four-bed, three-bath, five-car property on 502 square metres of land at North Esplanade at Gnelde North that sold for $2,450,000. And the top unit sale this week was a three-bed, two-bath, one-car unit on 134 square metres at Princess Street, Adelaide that sold for $709,500. Now you're up to date with your weekly snapshot. Thanks for staying with us. We'll be back right after this sponsored break with the Italian Property Report. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. I'm Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals. My role as a funeral director is to guide you through the emotional process of saying goodbye to someone you love. I'm here to help you make all the necessary arrangements so that you and your family may have peace of mind and time to remember and celebrate the life of the person you've lost. When the time comes, I'm here for you. So please call me, Anna Faruja, at Chapel Funerals on 81825100. Hello, I'm Peter Salerno. Please join me on Happy Business Radio every Monday, 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno. We have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build and increase your business. Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 And now on Radio Italia 1, it's time to find out what's been happening in the Italian property market. With Talking Real Estate's Italian Property Report. Welcome back to Radio Italia Uno's 87.6 FM's Talking Real Estate. This week on the Italian Property Report, Idealista is reporting how to cut down household expenses in your property in Italy. At a time of uncertainty such as the present with ongoing coronavirus pandemic and cautious economic outlooks, saving money is becoming increasingly important. You can start by reducing energy consumption in your home, especially if you have a second residence or holiday home in Italy. Here, according to Felicia, is a list of things you should and should not do to reduce your household bills in Italy. The first thing we're going to look at is how to save energy in the kitchen. 
The first thing is the refrigerator. Just by removing this appliance from the wall by a mere 10 centimetres, you can save up to 23 euros a year because of the heat that it distributes is less, which means it's not overworking. Due to hesitance or distraction, it can happen that you don't close the refrigerator or freezer door properly. Doing so systematically can cost you up to 21 euros a year, while if you decide to replace a refrigerator, simply switching from a B class to an A plus class can save you up to 32 euros, or even more if you opt for a better energy class. Now the oven, it would be possible to save up to 33 euros if you use a microwave rather than a traditional oven to defrost. The dishwasher, stopping the dishwasher cycle before the dishes dry saves up to 18 euros a year. Pots and pans, using a pressure cooker instead of a traditional one will reduce your energy bill by about 8 euros. But if you really want to or need to use traditional pots and pans, for example, to cook pasta, at least do it with a lid and you'll save five euros. Now we'll have a look at how to save energy in the bathroom. Hot water, not running it while showering or shaving saves up to 36 euros a year. And washing machine, carefully choosing the program on which to set the washing machine. For example, washing at 60 degrees instead of 90 translates into an annual saving of 25 euros. So what about how to save energy in your home? Heating. During the winter, lowering the heating in your home by just one degrees will save you about 50 euros and turning the system off completely when you're away saves 8 euros. Cooling, carefully programming the air conditioner so as not to waste its uh, effects allows you to save about 50 euros a year. Dehumifying instead of cooling allows you to save up to 85 euros. And if you change the air conditioner from a class B to a class A++++, you will save about 90 euros a year. So saving on your electricity bill. Household lights. Systematically switching off unnecessary lights can save up to 30 euros a year. Choosing LED light bulbs, including on Christmas trees, could cut up to 30 euros a year in cost. Household appliances. Eliminating the standby mode of small household appliances could save up to 56 euros. And what about the mobile phone charger? If it stays plugged in, even when it's not doing its job, it doesn't consume that much, just $1.50 Euros per year. So they are some savings that you can have in your Italian property. And that is what's being reported in the Italian property news for this week. Italia 1, 87.6 and now it's time for Idea Lister's Italian Property of the Week, an impressive farmhouse in Tuscany. People decide to relocate to Italy for a wide range of reasons, from retirement to a lifestyle change. While there, there are even those who make the move to start a business. It is the latter group that this wonderful Tuscan property will delight as this impressive farmhouse is for sale in the Italian countryside and provides the potential owners with a business opportunity. 
this impressive 1,600 square metre farmhouse with attached buildings is more than 250 years old and sits in the Val di Cessna with views over the valley and the historic town of Volterra. The property is well situated, being very close to the charming town of Pomerea and is also just 45 minutes from the coast. The villa is surrounded by beautiful gardens and there is a large swimming pool as well as a 2.6 hectare of land comprised of woods and meadows. The property is currently a fully operational and lucrative tourist accommodation business. The size of the property with 26 bedrooms means that the property can generate a considerable income throughout the tourist season. The main villa and several smaller buildings are divided into numerous apartments which include spacious living and dining rooms and a small kitchen as well as a guest room, common areas and a private residence. This wonderful property and business could be yours in the Italian countryside which is the ideal place to enjoy authentic Italian cuisine as well as enjoying the nature of surrounding area. Don't miss out on this wonderful opportunity because it's now for sale on Idealista for €2,180,000 or dollars. Wow, this is right up my alley. I'd love to go over to Italy and start a beautiful bed and breakfast, especially in the beautiful Tuscan area. I could just imagine being able to wake up every morning and be in the beautiful 250-year-old villa that they've got there. This farmhouse can be seen if you'd like to have a look for yourself on our Facebook page. Just go to Talking Real Estate after the show and you can have a look at this beautiful property for yourself. You're listening to Talking Real Estate on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this commercial break where we'll find out when a loved one goes into aged care what happens to their property when we speak with David Halling from Adelaide Property People. Yo. Ciao. Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone. Delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite, marble, Caesar stone, unique stone, granito, marmo, Caesar stone, unique stone. Thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 8266-2280. Unique stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, che stai facendo? Yo, chiama adesso. Lo sapevi che l'82% delle persone richiama più facilmente il nome di un'azienda vedendolo scritto su carta che in una pubblicità sui social media? Continua a valorizzare i metodi più tradizionali, toccare e tenere nelle proprie mani biglietti da visita, calendari promozionali, cataloghi. Maria Studio Printing è il tuo partner creativo di stampa e di marketing ideale. Si occupano di graphic design, sviluppo web, gestione di stampa, routing CNC e 3D carving, fotografia commerciale e riprese, offrendo consegne nello stesso giorno o entro tre giorni lavorativi. Maria Studio Printing può portare alla luce i tuoi progetti e crescere la tua impresa è facile. Per saperne di più, chiama l'8352-1268. 
Hi, this is David Heath, and I'm excited to be bringing my program Soundtrack of Your Life to Radio Italia Uno. Join me Friday nights at 7 for interesting guests, some great music, and plenty of fun. It's the best way to kick off the weekend. Soundtrack of Your Life, Friday nights from 7 until 9 on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Radio Italia 1 Sito internet www.italia1.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate with Ron and Karen Fiedler Now let's get the inside information and introduce this week's guest Welcome back to Talking Real Estate There is a time in our life where we may have elderly parents or family members that need to enter into aged care facility and it's rarely an event we plan for. It may be because of an unexpected serious incident, frailty or safety for our loved ones. And family members come under immense pressure to make that decision to place a loved one in care. Most people are poorly informed and don't know what's involved. The simple fact is that aged care is not a dinner table conversation and it's something we don't think a great deal about. Today on the program, we welcome back to Talking Real Estate, David Halling from Adelaide Property People. David is going to use this interview with us today to answer some often asked questions, debunk some myths and importantly help families understand how the system works. And we will find out about the financial obligations could be and what role the family home or investment property may need to play. David, welcome back to Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate. Thank you, Ron. Yes, David, let's first explain to our listeners the difference between a retirement village and an aged care facility. Sure. So, Ron, you know, uh, quite commonly people will talk about retirement villages and retirement living and also, of course, aged care. Um, They're both things that are generally talked about in the context of getting a bit older and having some changing needs. But really, that's about where the similarities end. Retirement village living is really essentially an uh, an extension or a continuation of normal living at home. Mm. It's really just the case that it happens in a much smaller and more manageable home typically. When we talk about aged care though, we're talking about a situation which is generally more for those who are a bit more frail, typically a bit older, uh, and they're people who generally are relying on others to do things like their cooking, their cleaning, their laundry, as well as providing them with much needed 24-hour care and companionship. So if the decision is to be made to move an older person to an aged care facility, what type of things should be considered before you do anything? Yeah. And Ron, you know, you made a good point in the introduction that quite often it's a a decision that has to be made under some duress and some urgency. Yes. Because it's not always necessarily planned. But if we had the opportunity to be able to plan a move into aged care, then really the things that are paramount um, I guess there's three things. One is the care needs and the lifestyle needs of the person, whether that's mum or dad or a relative or even just a friend in many cases. Mm-hmm. Um, that person needs to be in an environment where they can continue to be as independent as they want to be. And that, be- that is their choice to what level of independence they want to exercise. Yep. Um, how complex their care needs are. We need to make sure that if they're going to go and live somewhere which is offering nursing support, that in actual fact they are... Um, experienced in the type of conditions that that person may have. 
Um, there's also the aspect of um, of dementia, which is very, very common in today's yes, society. Yes, it is. It is. Um, not every facility is well geared up to be able to manage people with dementia. Um, and many facilities, though, do have specific support units, which are generally referred to as memory support units. Right. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing, of course, is location. Mm -hmm. um, now, when we talk about location, really it's probably more to do with what the family's need is rather than the potential resident. Right. Mum doesn't need to be near her favourite butcher anymore because she's not going to be going to the butcher anymore because she's in an aged care home where she's got a chef who's cooking her meals for her. What we need to do is maybe try and find a place that will be convenient for various family members to actually be able to come and visit on a regular basis. Yeah, I think that's important because, uh, you know, let's say that mum was up at Mount Barker in the Adelaide Hills, but the whole family's down, say, at Gunnelled. Um, it's going to be a situation where they may only see mum a couple of times a month, where right. if she's down in Gunnelled, you might be able to see her every couple of days. Spot on, spot on. So even things like looking for homes that are close to public transport routes, for example. Yes. It's not uncommon, particularly for older people, where we're talking about maybe a husband and wife where one is coming to care. It's not uncommon for that person who's left that home to not drive. Mm -hmm. And so if the, the husband or the wife ends up in a nursing home where they can't easily be accessed via public transport, yep. you've already got a problem. Yes. Um, the third thing then in those group of three really is the cost. Yes. Um, there is... Um, there are some elements of cost across all nursing homes which are common, mm -hmm. and it wouldn't matter where you were. You could be in Queensland, you could be in South Australia, you could be at Brand ABC, you could be at Brand XYZ. Yep. You're going to pay the same. But then there are nursing homes as well that do charge what are referred to as extra service fees. Right. And they can range. They can range from just a couple of dollars a day up to 40 or $50 a day extra on top of the government-regulated fees. So let's talk about that. Is aged care funded by the government? Now, that's a tricky one, Ron, because uh, there's many variables. The short answer is that everybody who comes into aged care receives a level of benefit from the government for their care. Right. But not everybody gets support for their accommodation costs. So care and accommodation in an aged care context are really two very, very different conversations. And they actually don't speak to each other. Uh -huh. Okay. So um, if we talk about care and accommodation and the fees that people might be asked to pay, it all does come down quite simply to your assets and your income and how you're assessed by the government. And the government will actually advise the aged care provider what that particular person in aged care needs to pay. So there's no one-size-fits-all? There isn't. And, and I'll give you two very, very simple examples. If yep. we had a, a single person, for example coming into aged care who's got more than roughly $172,000 in assets, yep. they will receive a government subsidy for their care, yep. um, but they won't receive any subsidy for their accommodation. Right. And what that means is they have to meet the full cost of their accommodation. In Adelaide today, accommodation in an aged care facility is typically from about $200,000, $220,000 and up. Mm. The most expensive ones in Adelaide at the moment are $825,000 or thereabouts. If we had a married couple, yep. the irony of all of this is that you could have a married couple where one person stays behind in the family home and one person comes into care. And if they have a otherwise minimal assets outside of the house, yep. it could be the case that that person comes into care and actually pays absolutely nothing for their accommodation. So you could have two people that are neighbours yep. in an aged care home. Completely different. Vastly different scenarios. Mm -hmm. One person pays and the other person doesn't. So let's look at that. Let's say that mum goes into aged care um, does that mean that the family needs to sell the family home? And if so, where would dad go? Yeah, great question. I'm glad you asked that one. Um, it is a common misconception 
that just because somebody is coming to aged care, that all of a sudden we've got to sell the house. Yeah. It's just not the case. It is not uncommon, but it's not the case. Okay. Essentially, what we need to look at is what's the current um, situation at home? Is it a husband and wife? Mm -hmm. So, for example, if I have a husband and wife and the wife needs to come into care, yeah. simply by virtue of the fact that the husband is going to stay home and continue to live in that family home, that home is excluded as an asset. So bearing in mind, I said a bit earlier, that your fees in aged care are determined by your assets and your income. Yeah. If you can exclude the family home, which for most people is by far their most significant asset, Yes. and then only be assessed on whatever else it is that you've got left, which might be a little bit of cash in the bank, it might be a bit of superannuation, whatever the case is, there's every chance that in actual fact, people can meet the costs of aged care without having to sell the house as an asset. So David, um, if the family home is to be sold, mm. Do they have to sell the house and pay the accommodation straight away? No, no. In actual fact, the Aged Care Act provides for a period of six months right. for people to actually pay that deposit if they are assessed as being required to pay it. Yep. Bearing in mind there could be opportunity where you don't have to pay it. Um, there, is, um, there is the choice also, even if that was the case, yep. that they need that money from the house to be able to pay their fees, there is the choice that any resident can make to either pay a lump sum yep. or, in fact, to pay what's referred to as a daily payment. Right. And the daily payment is actually uh, is actually interest on that lump sum. Mm. The example could be that I come into an aged care home and the room price is $400,000 and I say, well, I don't want to give you $400,000. I'd rather pay the daily payment, thanks very much. And the aged care home says, no problem, you're allowed to do that. That's your choice. Yep. They will charge you at an interest rate on that $400,000 that is actually set by government. So it's actually in legislation. Correct. 100%. We are speaking with David Halling from Adelaide Property People about a loved one entering into an aged care facility. So David, what if the family doesn't want to sell the family home to pay for the accommodation? What options do they have? Can they rent out the house, for example? Yeah, good one. And again, not uncommon. Um, uh, if I refer back to my previous response where they do still have that choice of either paying the lump sum yep. or paying interest or a combination of both, that's always an option as well. Um, they can rent out the house. The thing that we need to bear in mind is that given that your fees in aged care are determined by your assets and your income, yes. if I rent out mum's house, yeah. then on paper at least, mum's now receiving additional income. Mm -hmm. So if we chuck $500 a week rent yes. into mum's bank account, then you can imagine that that's going to have a fairly big impact on her pension, for example. It is, All yes. Right? And that will definitely have an impact on the fees that she pays in aged care. These are the sorts of scenarios where really, and I try and encourage this with as many clients as I possibly can, yep. a financial planner who specialises in aged care financial planning, Yes. and I've got to be honest, that's not every financial planner. Mm -hmm. um, if we bring somebody like that into the conversation, these options can be explored yep. and they, the scenarios can be modelled so that the family can be informed as to what are the likely consequences of doing something like keeping the home and renting it versus selling the home and perhaps paying for the accommodation in the aged care home. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's every person is an individual circumstance. Correct. So, so what will fit for one, as we said before, won't fit Spot for on. another. So Spot that on. is where you need to get that financial planner. Absolutely. But as you said, David, it's got to be someone that specialises in this field. Yes, it is a very, very complex field. It takes into account everything from um, estate planning, 
through to um, obviously pensions and, and taxation. Yep. Um, some people dive in and just sell their share portfolio, for example, to pay for a room, mm. and then they get hit with a massive capital gains tax bill. Yeah. So these are all the things that need to be talked through and thought through before making any commitment. So David, let's look at the scenario now that we're going to sell the home. Um, so if they're going to sell the home, mum and dad's home, and they've lived in that home for say 40 years, how important is it to refresh the home before going to market? Great question again. Um, I got to tell you, you're on the <laughs> ball today, Ron. Um, look, selling a house, whether somebody's lived in it for 40 years or for, for six weeks, it's no different. Yeah. Agents quite often talk about the three Ps. Mm -hmm. So we've got position, Obviously yes. that, that's got that's got relevance. Uh, we talk about the price because yes. obviously again that's what everybody wants to know. And presentation is the third P. So if mum and dad have lived in a home for let's say forty years, yes, there's a strong chance that it's probably not presented like a show home. Yeah. So yep. if anybody is actually then looking at bringing that property into the market, they need to take the same approach as if they were just selling their own home. Yes. We need to declutter. We need to fix up any maintenance issues. We need to brighten the place up where we can. We need to present it in the way that when people pull up at the curb, they go, yeah, wow, I want to know more about this particular place. Yep. When you're selling a home in the context of somebody going into an aged care home yep. or even a retirement village for that matter, the important thing is to get it right the first time because we don't get a chance to then resell that house or another house down the track. Yeah, that is right. important, I think. Uh, as you were saying, we were talking about this before, before we decide to come on air, that this is going to be the final asset sale of a house for that person. Correct. And if we don't get it right, this could affect their, their aged care down the uh, track, can't it? 100%. Absolutely. It's it's uh, it's essential and it's critical that you maximise the sale price at this stage. Yeah. And if you've got a good agent who can give you good market intelligence about what's going on in the local area, about what buyers are actually looking for mm -hmm. and who to market the house to, yep. then you've already taken the first step. So something that I've always thought about is that someone is moving into aged care. What about their possessions? That Some people have a lot of possessions. That's what, right. What happens? That's right. Well, there's a couple of things here, Ron. Um, first of all, um, if you're coming into an aged care home, most aged care homes will allow you to bring some of your things. Oh, good. It could be the small things like your knickknacks and, and family photos and things like that. But Quite often, um, people will bring things like a, an old desk, for example, that might have some value. They might have a china cabinet or something like that. Yeah. But certainly the vast bulk of what they already own will need to go. Yeah. So typically the family will have conversation about things that they may choose to take themselves with you know, mum or dad's consent. Yeah. Um, if all of that sort of gets to an end or doesn't happen in the first place, there are companies out there who will come into someone's home. Yes. Called, they do estate clearances. Right. Um, and they will take out all of the possessions and yeah. they'll basically auction them for the benefit of the resident to help them right. pay their fees. Um, again, it's an opportunity though for the house to be decluttered. Yes. Uh, yes. And uh, to then be presented in its best light. So we're going to do this before we put the property on the market. Oh, definitely. And again, yeah. if you've got the right agent giving you the right advice, this would be part of that conversation. Yeah, definitely. So, David, today we have concentrated more about going into an aged care facility, but is it also relevant to going into a retirement village? Is it the same process? Is it the same cost? Yeah, again, a good question. Um, as I said at the outset, you know, apart from the fact that retirement village living and aged care living typically are in the context of older people, yeah. that's really about where those similarities end. Um, differences are, for example, that pretty much anybody over the age of 55 can choose to go and live in a retirement village. Yes. Okay, there's no medical precondition. There's no government assessment. If you've got the money, you can move in. When it comes to aged care, yeah. it's typically only available to people over the age of 65 
And the reason for that is that they have to have what's referred to as an ACAT assessment. So in other words, they have to be assessed and then an approval given by the government right. for them to live in an aged care home yeah. for which they expect to receive that, that support, that subsidy. All right. Um, both of them, though, typically do involve large sums of money. Yes. So it's very, very common for people coming into both Retirement Village and, of course, as we've already been discussing, aged care, to need to sell a significant asset, which could be shares, but more often than not, it's a house. Yep. Um, the difference in living in an aged care versus a retirement village is that in a retirement village, if I pay you a sum of money to come and live there, I'm also then going to continue to pay things like council rates, right. water rates, and a contribution towards the maintenance of the property. Mm -hmm. And that's the same for all people living in a retirement village. If I'm living in an aged care facility, I'm not paying any of those things. Okay. Something that's common to both, though, is that whether I give you a large sum of money in a retirement village or a large sum of money in an aged care home, all I'm really buying is the right to live there. I'm okay. not buying any real estate. Yeah. I don't own any property. Yeah, this right? is a misconception, it's I a think. It's a huge misconception. And finally, just on that point, if I may, the big difference between the two is that if somebody pays a lump sum yep. to an aged care provider, whether it's the full room cost or part of the room cost, it doesn't matter. By law, that becomes a government guaranteed deposit. Right. And it must be fully refunded when that person leaves. Yeah. If you, if you contrast that with the retirement village scenario, yeah. where if I give you a large lump sum, it's not a guaranteed deposit by the government. Mm -hmm. And then when I leave, I will have to pay fees. Right. It's not uncommon for people in retirement village living to have to then forfeit approximately 25% or more of the money that they paid in as a lump sum yep. when they leave. So I, I've always uh, thought about this. If I'm living in a retirement village, and I need to go into the aged care facility, can, can you simply swap over? Uh, not as such. Some providers out there do have co-located right. retirement living and aged care facilities. So yep. um, the opportunity certainly would be there to transition from one to the other. Mm -hmm. But um, because the aged care system and the retirement village system are so different, yep. really um, – it's no different to you moving 30 kilometres up the road and moving into a retirement village there yep. and then moving 70 kilometres down the road to an aged care provider. Mm -hmm. So we can't just pick up what we've got financially and contractually from the retirement village and drop it into the aged care. Right. Um, it's just that some providers have worked out that obviously for the sake of convenience yep. and familiarity as well for their residents, the option of moving from you know number 10 Smith Street, which is the, the, the retirement village, yep. up to number 12 Smith Street, which is the um, aged care home, is a good option. Yeah, well, definitely, definitely. So, David, how can you help our listeners if they find themselves needing to use the family home to move or to put a loved one into aged care? Yeah, thanks, Ron. I think one of the services that certainly we can provide is to put them in touch with some people that can give them some very, very balanced and informed advice, particularly yep. the financial planning side of things. Yes. Um, obviously, as a real estate agent, we're able to give them the information and the service around what they can expect in real terms, mm -hmm. um, that property to be valued in today's market. Yep. Um, we can certainly put forward to them a plan to sell it. Um, and ultimately, as I say, we can provide them with with contacts to help make that journey easier, yep. to take away some of the anxiety and the anguish that people feel, particularly around the financial side of things. Yes. Um, and then also, um, if we need to, as I mentioned before, maybe even engage someone like 
um, a company that actually deals in estate sales so that we can actually clear out the house for them as well. So, David, if our listeners are complimenting, I'll say that again, David, if our listeners are complimenting moving into a retirement village or an aged care facility and they want to know more information, how can they contact you? Thanks, Ron. So the best way to get a hold of me is to come to my website, which is adelaidepropertypeople.com.au. Uh, or, of course, feel free to give me a call anytime, and I'm sure that Ron on his uh, Facebook page can provide my phone number for you. Yes, we're definitely going to have David's um, details on our Facebook page after the show. Um, we all hope that our loved ones can live in the family home forever, but that's not the case. And the day comes that you might need to look into an aged care facility. There are a lot of organisations that can help you out. I hope today's interview with David Halling has given you a little bit of peace of mind of what's involved. Remember to get independent financial and legal advice if needed before making the decision to move into an aged care facility or a retirement village for your loved ones or yourself. Today we have been talking with David Halling from Adelaide Property People. If you would like to contact David, you can call him on his mobile on 0431 307 919 or his email which is david at adelaidepropertypeople.com.au and also as I said after the show just go to our Facebook page Talking Real Estate and we'll have his details there. David thank you for taking the time and joining us today once again on Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate. Thank you Ron, you too, thank you very much. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with Karen's Open Home of the Week. At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, proprietary limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Did you know that Podcast City can record your podcast right here in the studios of Radio Italia Uno on our professional recording equipment? Podcast City can also come to your location with our mobile studio. We can record just your audio or work with you to plan, record, edit, and distribute your podcast to your audience. If you would like to find out more and receive a free podcast startup checklist or book a time to record your podcast, call Radio Italia Uno on 8212377 or go to podcastcity.com.au. Podcast City, podcasting the easy way. Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Ron and Karen Fiedler. 
on Radio Italia Uno's Talking Real Estate. Now let's find out what's happening on the weekend with this week's options and open homes. Welcome back to Talking Real Estate. This week, Karen reported on properties from Mawson Lakes. So let's find out what properties she inspected and her open home of the week. Let's find out what Karen picked as the open home of the week. Hi everyone, it's time once again for Karen's Open Home of the Week segment with Talking Real Estate on Radio Italia Uno. The property I have chosen as my Open Home of the Week is a house at 40 Broadwater Crescent, Mawson Lakes. And this home contains four bedrooms, two bathrooms and two car spaces on 213 square metres of land. Now what I liked about this property is if you're after space luxury, comfort and location, this beautiful family home has it all. Like four bedroom house offers low maintenance living with spacious four large bedrooms, open space living area as well as a formal lounge and a retreat area on the second floor and at the same time it's extremely low maintenance. What makes this house extremely appealing is its formal lounge as you enter the house with an extra space to accommodate formal guests. Our open space kitchen, beautifully designed with a two-pack kitchen cabinet with stone bench tops, stainless steel appliances and a dishwasher with a huge walk-in pantry. Beautifully polished timber floors with an extra large master bedroom includes parents retreat and a walk-in robe. And last of all, They have a good-sized main bathroom with a beautiful tiling and a spa bath. I think this property is suited to a professional older couple with a large family. And the agency marketing the property is Axiom Realty. This home is being sold by private treaty sale. And the price guide for this home is $585,000 to $635,000. And the property will be open for inspection today between 11.45am and 12.15pm. Also, Ron, we have 21 properties that are open for inspection today in the Mawson Lakes area. The most affordable property being open for inspection today is an apartment at 301-20-24 Metro Parade Mawson Lakes. And this home contains three bedrooms, one bathroom and one car space. Now, what I liked about this property is because I love this apartment, how it has a large rooms and a good sized shower could accommodate more than one person. And the agency mark in the property is Fortier Property Group. And this home is also being private treaty sale. And the price guide for this home is $270,000 to $285,000. And the property will be open for inspection today between 1pm and 1.30pm. All the property information you have heard here today can be found on our Facebook page at Talking Real Estate. So this is all I have on Karen's Open Homes of the Week segment. So tune in next Saturday on Talking Real Estate where I will bring you a new suburb and inspection times. Thank you for that, Karen. There are 26 properties to rent in Mawson Lakes this week. 
And the one that stands out to me is 22 Ottawa Crescent, Mawson Lakes. This is a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, four-car garage house uh, asking for $450 per week with a rental bond of $2,700. It says here the home is packed with features including three large bedrooms made with walk-in robe and ensuite. Bedrooms two and three both have built-in robes, airy open plan living area, conventional kitchen with ample bench and cupboard space, gas cooker, second lounge area separate by folding doors, separated by folding doors, main bathroom comprises of separate shower, toilet and washrooms, large laundry with floor to ceiling linen press, solar panels to keep your energy costs low, uh, significant storage cupboard space throughout the home, easy to main, manage garden, outdoor pave undercover area perfect to entertain or relax. Double garage with roller door and internal entry, plus room for a further two vehicles in driveway. It also has ducted air conditioning throughout the house and ceiling fans in the main bedroom and lounge room. Now, this property is available to rent. You can contact Deb Chapman from 4 Rooms Real Estate on 1300 853-364. The most affordable property to rent in Mawson Lakes this week is 8 44 to 48 Metro Parade Mawson Lakes. This is a two bedroom, one bath, one car apartment, and they're asking for between $310 to $330 per week and a rental bond of $1,980. And it is open today from 11.30 a.m. It says here that this features a one-minute walk to Mawson Lake Interchange, apartment located on the first floor with lift access, open plan living and dining area, opening to the spacious luxury balcony with views. Master bedroom has a built-in robe, functional stainless steel kitchen with dishwasher, majestic modern bathroom and with area for a washing machine. Secure complex with keycard access only, plus it has one secure parking, split reverse cycle air conditioning for for year-round comfort. Unfortunately, there is no pets allowed in this property. But if you would like to know more, you can contact the uh, managing owner of the property, which is Zest uh, Zestment Real Estate, Tammy Mann on 0451. Now to the most expensive property available to rent in Mawson Lakes, number 60 Innes Circuit. This is a four bed, two bath, two car house asking for $595 per week with a rental bond of $3,570. It says here, Grand Family Home with Park Views. This unique home is perfect for a growing family. Be impressed with the contemporary decor as soon as you walk through the Grand Entrance located beside a lush park with ponds. This home has been designed to embrace the serenity of the parks from all living areas and upstairs bedrooms. Downstairs features of this home include a grandmaster bedroom with ensuite bathroom and walk-in robe, formal lounge and a paved courtyard overlooking the parks, 
uh, open plan living and mules leading onto the pay, uh, pave al fresco area. Modern kitchen with quality appliances, including dishwasher and plenty of covered space. Spacious laundry and separate guest water closet or toilet with basin and a double garage under the main roof with internal access. Now, it says here upstairs features include three double bedrooms, all with built-in robes, private balcony to bedrooms two and three, and a sparkling main bathroom with bath. Now, additional features include reverse cycle air conditioning, automatic panel lift garage door, low maintenance front and very low maintenance rear gardens, and a security alarm. Doesn't say here, unfortunately, whether you can have pets or not, but you can ask the managing agent, which is Hard Courts at a Mawson Lakes, and you can contact them on 83590048. And that is the rental segment for this week. Well, that's all for Talking Real Estate for this week. Thanks for joining us. Talking Real Estate is going to take a four-week break so that we're able to go out there and find property experts to bring you on the show. In the meantime, I would like to thank Karen. Karen, thank you so much for being the co-host and also the co-producer of this program. And thanks, Ron, and thanks to all our listeners, and I'll look forward to talking to you in four weeks. Talking Real Estate has been going for over one year now, and we would like to thank all of our listeners that listen to us every Saturday morning and to all of our sponsors. We're going to be back with you in four weeks. I'm Ron Fiedler. Until then, bye for now. You have been listening to Talking Real Estate on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Thanks to our sponsors. To listen to our show again, go to our podcast on our Facebook page or talkingrealestate.com.au. Join us every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. for more Talking Real Estate on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.